read our scripture for today. Coming straight out of Genesis chapter 2. And it says in verse 4, When the Lord God made the heavens and the earth, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth. There were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered the land. And in verse 7 it says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Skip down to verse 15, and it says, The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may eat freely the fruit of every tree in the garden except that tree of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It's not good. This is the first time in Scripture where something was not good. He said, it's not good for man to be alone, which means you and I are created for community. You and I are, are not meant to do life alone. I will make a helper who's just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see which one, what he would call them, and the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening, the first surgery. Then the Lord God made the woman from the rib and brought her to the man, the first wedding ceremony. That was a good day for Adam, by the way, uh, when he was not alone. Never again would he, if he ever got lost in, in the garden, he, he would have somebody there to say, maybe you should ask for directions. Uh, you know, he, it was a good day for Adam. Today, we are asking the question uh, because of the way we have designed this series. It's our Red or Green Summer Series where you guys have asked and submitted questions about life, about God, about faith, about the Bible. And then we voted on those questions, and so we're answering the top six. So we're doing number six today, which was, is, uh, did, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? And so uh, we're going to talk about that today. Next week, uh, what does it mean to be holy was the number five most asked question. We're going to talk about that Number four, and then I'm not going to go through them all, but I'll, I'll show you the next two weeks. What does the role of the Old Testament play in modern times? we got the New Testament, Old Testament. What is that? Why do we have it? How is it helpful to me today? So before you take a seat, say hello to three or four or five people. Give them a high five, a hug, a fist bump. But answer the question, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? All right, i got to answer it. But you give them your thoughts, your opinions. Let them know what you think and uh, say hello to a few people. Also want to welcome in our... Online church family, our Freedom Online family, who's joining in on the live stream on Facebook, which you can do in the house, by the way. Now, online family, you're not going to see what's actually going to happen on your screen here. It's only for those that are in-house, but I'll, I'll read it. How many of you have heard of uh, ChatGPT or AI? All right, you've heard of it. Anybody use it? Some of us do. Okay, all right. So I'm going to do a little bit of introduction to some AI here because it is not going away. I, I got introduced to... Uh, uh, chat GPT about two weeks ago. It's blown me away. It reminded me of when I first found out about Napster. 
Anybody? Napster people? Okay, yeah, children of the 90s, that's us. All right, I stayed up to like 4 a.m. downloading, you know, just anything and everything. All right, so anyway, uh, I thought in this series we would ask AI what it thinks about our question of the day. So, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? All right, we'll see what AI has to say. Let me make that sideways so you guys can kind of see it. Oh. There we go. Okay, it says, according to biblical story of Adam and Eve, they were created directly by God and did not have any bi biological parents. As such, they would not have had belly buttons as those are typically formed through the umbilical cord connection between a mother and her child during pregnancy. However, the existence of belly buttons is artistic depictions of Adam and Eve may vary depending on the interpretation and style of the artist. So, all right, hey, well, I would give that a pretty favorable I mean, it's AI. This is, a this is a robot, a machine coming up with this. Now, uh, I like to have fun, okay? So uh, let's do this. Summarize that in one sentence using the persona of Snoop Dogg. All right, let's see what it says. Yo, according to the Bible, Adam and Eve were created by God without biological parents, so they ain't got no belly buttons, man. There you go. Have fun with some chat GPT and AI. That's what, that's what we do. That's what we do. Um, speaking of, speaking of, um, we are doing a summer podcast series right now because many of us were on travel and on the go. So we have been doing weekly podcasts just for the summer um, that, that go over different topics. The one that just released uh, we had several questions come in for this series, for the Red or Green series, on prayer. And it, they, they didn't make it into the top, ten, or not top six on getting voted in. So we dedicated a whole podcast answering that. In a couple weeks, we just recorded it. It will release in a few weeks. We did one on AI in the church, in the future, and all this sort of stuff. Fascinating conversation. So just lots of things for you to check out on the Freedom Podcast. Just go wherever you get podcasts. Look up Freedom Church, Los Alamos, and you'll find it. Um, all right, so we got AI's take on this. You have your take on it. Um, you know, my quick take on it really is like, I don't know and I don't care, uh, to, be, to be honest. Like, um, you know, I kind of agree with, with AI. Like, they didn't have bi biological parents. And so, yeah, there's certainly substance that says, hey, there's, there's no need for a belly button because they weren't, you know, they were created from dust. We just saw Eve was created from the rib, and so it wasn't how we normally see it. At the same time, God is God, and so he could create him with belly buttons if he so desired, you know? And so to me, it, it, I'm not taking some big, huge theological statement on whether or not they had belly buttons. I think you get the idea with it. Scripture just doesn't give you the exact science on exactly what they look like. We don't have video evidence. We don't have any of that sort of stuff. Um, so it's a bit up to interpretation. Now, I'm sure there's some people who want to go into it, and that's where I get it. That's where I am. Like, I don't know. I don't care. What's the purpose of the story? What's the purpose of Genesis 1? God created. All right? God created. You are created. In fact, it says in Genesis 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of those waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. 
Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called that light day and and the darkness night and the evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters and the heavens and the earth uh, and the waters of the earth. And that's what happened. And then God made the space of separate waters from the earth and the waters of the heaven. And God called that space sky. And evening passed and morning came and marking the second day. And it goes on and on. You can, you can read that in Genesis 1 of, of this is the account. And we don't know. We don't give all the specifics of exactly how everything went down in creation. But what's the purpose of the story? God created. That you are created. Now, I do want to take a little bit of time since I do have the liberty. Okay, you guys asked the question. I'm the pastor. I, gotta, I get to speak on this. I'm going to take some liberties on where we're going to go with this today. I want to talk a little bit about creation because we're talking about the creation story. How did God create? And so I want to take you through just four views that people kind of can, can take on this. One's non-biblical, non-Christian, and, and then the others are like, okay, what's some maybe potential biblical interpretations of creation? How old is the earth? You know, is it thousands of years old? Is it billions of years old? Just kind of, you know, some, some people have, you know, we have thoughts on these things or we ask these questions. And so one non-biblical view, I mean, this is not a Christian view whatsoever, but it's called atheistic evolution, all right? So in atheistic evolution, it accepts dogmatically that the view that the universe, the entire universe, was created by chance. Evolved from molecular level to the present state using natural selection, macroevolution. You know, we evolve across species, you know, apes and now humans, this sort of stuff. This view would accept that the earth is billions of years old. One thing that I saw said like 3.5 to 4.5 billion years old. I'm not a scientist. I don't know all the numbers, but you get what I'm saying. Now, this is not a biblical view. and I want to talk about this for a second. Um, my uh, in-laws came over for the 4th of July uh, weekend, and sh- my, my mother-in-law came and made us some 4th of July uh, cookies, which I still have uh, left over. We just got two left and we're going to fight over them later. But you can see that she made these cookies. Uh, they got icing on here, sugar cookies, sprinkles, and all this sort of stuff cut in the shape of the star. We've been munching on these all week long. Now, I'll, if I were to try to kind of redo her uh, recipe here on the stage just a little bit, and this is if I, you know, I got some, some cake mix flour, that sort of stuff, and I put it in here, okay? Because you need that for our ingredients. We'll put that down. Um, you need an egg. Okay. All right. We'll just put that in there too. Uh, let's say I'm not making cookies, but I got some stuff. We're going to make some cupcakes, some, some 4th of July uh, cupcakes. So I'll take some of these out here. Put them into this pan. We got some sprinkles. And everybody's favorite, frosting. Come on, you can go. There we go. Some leftover frosting, so it's having some trouble getting out of there. All right. Now, there we go. That's more like it. Okay. We got all the ingredients we need to make some amazing uh, cupcakes. All right, we got them all together right here. 
how long do you think we need to wait in order for us to come out with some beautiful decorative cupcakes inside their little sleeves ready for us to eat? Anyone want to guess how long we need, we need to wait? 3.8 billion years, roughly. Uh, some of you guys are, are kind of laughing or whatever. What if uh, um, I put a little spark in here and just kind of uh, light this and let, let it go do it, its thing? Would that help at all in our case? No. And you can, you can get this very simply, very simply, just by looking at my mother-in-law's amazing sugar cookie things. The, the, we would be waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's never going to come. The, the, you can, I, I'm a big fan of science, but just through a simple illustration of a cookie, you know that this thing didn't show up by chance. You were created, not by chance. You were created on purpose, for purpose. I want to talk about that today. You have a belly button. Why are you here? All right, we can talk about Adam and Eve all day long, but I, I want us to see that there is something bigger that's going on here. Now, biblically speaking, there are lots of people, you know, who can get very heated about this, but what does it say about creation and, you know, young earth, old earth, all those sorts of things. Let me go through a few. Uh, one is called theistic evolution. So theism, God, all right, evolution. They would believe that the Bible is correct with the assumption that God created the universe, they believe the scientific theories of evolution are the means by which God did so. Some of you guys are hyperventilating already, but just calm yourself down, all right? Um, they believe that the Bible relates that God did indeed create everything, but does not tell how he did so. So, which means that we must depend on science to help tell us how that happened. And adherence to this view would, uh, would have an old earth view, billions of years old in, in this. They're still holding that God created it, he started it all, and this is how it came to be. That's theistic evolution. Another one, instantaneous creationism. All right, this is, hey, what the account that I just read to you, they take that literally out of Genesis. Okay, so 24-hour days, boom, Bible says it, that's how it happened. The question uh, of, they question certain methods, uh, modern science and different things on how they are dating things so old they would hold a very young earth that it is roughly, I don't know, 6,000 years old, thousands of years, not billions of years uh, for those who, believe, who will take scripture very literally out of how God created that account right there. There is another one that's called the day-age theory. The day age. And they would say that the earth is old. So they would translate the word for day, the Hebrew word for day, in Genesis 1 to mean age. So that was the end of the first day. That was the end of the first age. Okay. And so that day would fit a particular geological age. Furthermore, they would accept a degree of some sort of... Uh, micro evolution changes, but not at the macro or organic uh, level too. So you have some people who would hold to this as far as this. Now, you're going to find everything in between. I'm trying to give you some major categories on where people might fall when you're talking to people. Now, because even for myself, 
I, I don't really necessarily hold to any of these. I'll just tell you my own personal thought, and there's probably theological holes that you can point into this one too. All right. My question to you, was Adam and Eve, were they created as little babies or were they created with age? Age. What we're told is that they weren't created as infants formed out of that. They, they seem to have age. We don't know how old, but they were created with age. And so I kind of think when God created the heavens and the earth and everything, I kind of think it might have had some age to it. It might, it might have been, I, so I can hold to, hey, I think when God spoke it, it was, and it is, and it was 24 hours, and boom, 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 boom. But it looks a whole lot older. That's just my own take. I, I could be totally wrong, so you could be, you know, whatever. But that's just kind of my own thing. Kind of going off of Adam and Eve were created with age. What's the whole point of this? Because I, I, I hate this kind of conversation, to be honest. Like, I could talk about it for days, but I'm just like... Oh, because the whole point is God created. You are a created being. You're not here by random chance. And the reason I kind of get triggered in these conversations is because I've seen, and you see it on social media, but I've, I've also just in our town, not that this would ever happen, people giving intellectual assent to things and using that as an excuse for inaction of living out their faith in life. We're all brains about this stuff, and we'll study, and we'll study, and we'll study. But when it comes to you walking out of these doors and doing the next step that God called you to do, well, I don't know, I'm just saying, I'm about action. I'm about faith. James says it like this. He says, if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror you see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. That's foolish. There's so many of these conversations where people want to get hell-bent on one simple thing and say, this is how it was, and if you don't believe it exactly like this, I'm going to question your salvation, and all these, you know. You've looked into the mirror, and you forgot what you look like. If you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, which is what I'm about today, I want you to be set free. If you do what it says you, and you don't forget what you heard, God will bless you for doing it. Don't you want God's blessing in your life? I, again, well, these conversations are fun, but in the right perspective. These conversations are fun, but I am not, this is not gospel. All right, and I'm, and I'm going to allow for us to have differing views on different things like this. And you'll, so anyway, so my question to you today, not did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? My question for you today, you have a belly button, so why are you here? You are created. Why? It says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, God created human beings in his own image. Woof. That's so, so loaded. Created them in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. When he created, he created everything, heavens, earth, sky, animals, plants. But humans get this distinction of being created in the image of God. What does that mean? That means you have value. You are created with value. You are created with purpose. You are, you're beautiful. You are set apart above 
all the rest of creation. The, the pinnacle of creation was humanity. And God just wants you to know that he, he created you. You have this big, grand, majestic God that just through a word spoke, and it was, and everything we see, everything we explore for a lifetime in science and in art and everything, he just, boom, it's there. And yet he's personal. He's intimate. He knows the numbers of hair on your head, it says, which for me means that he loves subtraction more than addition because it's going down every single day. You are created, so why are you here? So many of us, like, you have a belly button. Why are you here? You have purpose. You have a belly button, but you don't even know who you are. When James says, you look in the mirror, and you walk away, and you forget who you are. You forget what you look like. You've heard the word of God, and then you walked away, and you forget who you look like. So I mean, when you look into the mirror, when you look into the mirror of life, you see that you're overwhelmed. When I look at I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I am busy. I am stressed. I'm chasing after things. Chasing after career, I'm chasing after finances, I'm chasing after family, I'm chasing after vacation, I'm chasing for all the stuff, and it's never enough, and I'm exhausted. When I look in the mirror of life, I'm exhausted. You look in the mirror of life, and you see failure. You see that regret that just keeps coming back and back and back, that sin, that addiction that you can't get over. You look in the mirror of life in that dream. You thought you would have been further by now, farther by now. God gave you this dream, and it's not coming. And that's all. when you look in the mirror of life, that's what you see. That's what lines up. When you look in the mirror of life, you, you see rejection. That parent that never, that never gave you that, that friend that left you, or you went to make the team, or you went for the job, or you got fired, and that's what you see in the mirror of life. You've looked in the mirror and you forgot who you are. You're hurting. You've got pain in your life from relationships or that abuse or something that you did for, to somebody else and that pain of regret is sitting in on your life. Some of you, when you look in the mirror, it's fear. You're afraid. When I look in the mirror, I, I'm afraid. If I really sold out to this God who loves me, if I really sold out to Jesus who just spoke it in, like what are people going to say? If I really took that next step of faith, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't have it. I'm not certain exactly how it's going to turn out, and I don't know. When you look in the mirror of life, you've forgotten who you are. Because when you look in the mirror of life, this is what you see. And the God who has created you with beauty, with value, with purpose, you were created in his image and saying, hey, I want you to take step forward in faith. But every time you do, you just say, but this is who I am. This is why I can't. Let me give you the list of reasons as to why that's too much. When you've looked into the mirror of life and you walked away and you forgot who you are. And now you're hiding, not behind fig leaves, but a mask, pretending to be someone or something that God never intended you to be. You have a belly button. Who are you? Let me tell you who you are when you look into God's word and, it, and God tells you who you are. Your creator 
tells you who you are. Just a few off the top. One, you're forgiven. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Romans 8, 1. For now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's who you are. That's who you are. You're chosen. It says in 1 Peter, you're not like that. You are a chosen people, a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You have purpose. Another one of my favorites, Ephesians 2.10. You are God's masterpiece. You, you are God's masterpiece. Created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I don't work to earn God's favor. He's got good works for me that he has planned in advance. Not working to earn anything. It's by the grace of God that you're saved. You're a new creation. When you, when you give your life to Christ, he says that means anyone who belongs to Jesus, to Christ, has become a new person. The old life, gone. The new life has begun. Who are you? You are loved by God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's just to get into the word and see who God says you are. You have a belly button. Why are you here? You have a belly button. So why are you settling for less? What mark are you leaving on this planet? What distinguishing mark are you leaving on the next generation? Why are you settling for less? You're settling for anxiety. When you have prayer readily available and accessible, you're settling for all of this negative self-talk that I just listed when you look into the mirror, when you have scripture just lined up for God saying, this is how I created you, this is who you are, be set free from all of this stuff. Why are you settling for bitterness when forgiveness God has given you to set you free? Why are you settling for less? Jesus says, the thief, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come, I come that they may have life, an abundant life at that. In the Greek, the zoe life. God did not want to create you to have things stolen from you. To have your life, your freedom taken from you. The enemy is trying. You gotta, I'm trying to set you free today in this message about belly buttons. To set you free. To live a life of purpose. To remind you when you look into the mirror of life of who God created you to be. That you do not have to settle for less in your life. God's given you a dream. Some of you have given up on a dream. Because of all the list of things. God's given you a dream, and you, you don't know how, you know, the circumstances don't look that way. I, I want to I reignite that, that, that dream in you today, whatever God is calling you to do. And maybe I want to take the pressure off. Maybe it's not some big, band, grand, grandiose dream. You know, man, I'm always stressing and feeling the pressure to do something big. Maybe it's just saying, I'm sorry to somebody. God's given you a nudge for a next step to say, you know what, I screwed up. And my pride just keeps me from saying those two words. I'm sorry. 
I want to set you free so you can take the next step of faith. You got to take the next step of faith. I'll close it out with this. Setting your focus on Jesus. Nothing else is going to satisfy here. All right, you, have, you were created. You have a belly button. You were created. You're like, good, I have drive. I have ambition. I have these goals. I have these dreams. I'm going to go do it. If you pursue all of those things outside of Christ, you're never going to get what you want. You're never going to have enough. See, you, were, you have a belly button. You were created with a belly button. I don't know if it's an innie or an outie. Don't show me. I don't want to see it. I just know you have one. You're created with a belly button, but you're also created with a God-sized hole. You can't see it. It's not physical. It's spiritual. Nothing natural, nothing created is meant to fill something that is a supernatural hole in your life. You will have temporary moments where it feels good, where it satisfies, and you're like, oh, that was great. But it will never be enough. You will always be chasing the next thing. You are created with a belly button, but you are created with a God-sized hole in your life. How are you filling that hole right now? For some of you, hey, I'm not questioning your salvation. I've given my life to Christ. But you recognize today, I'm filling it with this junk, this junk, this junk. And today I need to set my priorities straight. I've got too much of this negative self-talk and self-hate going on. I've been telling myself lies and deceiving myself. And today the blinders have come off a little bit to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I see through the fog of all of that junk and I see who God has created me to be. And today's just a little bit of a jolt to take that next step of faith to go and be who God created me to be who God created you to be. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I'm going to go on this journey with Jesus. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my guide every day for the rest of my days, as long as I'm here. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, that's Jesus, who loved me, and gave himself for me. How do I know that Jesus loved me? How do I know that I'm loved by God, Mike? He sent his very own son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross. God came to earth. This is what we're here all about. We go, we go through and we, we talk about creation. We talk about living a life on purpose. What is this really about today? It's all about Jesus. He came and lived a perfect, sinless life on this earth. God became man, lived on this earth. He died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, so that you and I don't have to do a thing to earn righteousness with God. Jesus just did it. We receive it. We receive a relationship with our creator, not by doing things, but you just receive the gift of grace. And then you go get to live it out one day at a time. This journey, this adventure with God. He wants you to know him today. And then he wants you to go tell other people about it for the rest of your life. Did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? I don't know. I don't care. I'm trying to live for Jesus. 
It's fun to talk about, but at the end of the day, I love my Lord, I love my Savior, and I'm trying my best to go live it out one step at a time. So with that, can we stand? Can we pray? Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.